Amen. And Father, we thank you also for the good word of God this morning. Redeem the time. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So we've been talking about the centrality of Jesus and just walking in truth. His teaching. We want, if you're new around here, we want you to be able to hear his voice but also and know his teaching, but also to walk in it. So John 18, 37, Pilate says uh, to Jesus, are you a king then? Jesus said, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born. For this cause I have come into the world. Look at this, that I should bear witness to this thing called the truth. Everyone who's of the truth, hears my voice. There's so, so much deception in the world today, the culture that we live in. They even try to tell us truth doesn't exist. Truth is whatever that human being determines it is. That's absolute falsity. Do not buy that. Truth was here before you got here. Truth will be here after you're gone. We come to terms with truth. We don't determine the truth. We see it, we pursue it, and then we receive it. And we know it, Jesus said in John 8, 32, and it makes us free. So everyone who's of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said, what is truth? Boy, I'd love to have heard the rest of that answer right there. But he does define it. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. We know that truth is a dimension of the spirit where we as children of God can access realities. Everybody say realities. We can access realities that may not be immediately present or visible to us in the natural realm. So when you go to the Roman Colosseum back in the day and they were lighting Christians on fire, they were singing. How are they singing in the midst of tremendous death and persecution? They were accessing realities that were not immediately present to them in the natural realm. Jesus telling Pilate, my kingdom is not of the natural realm, it's of the spirit realm, but my people can access realities that supersede and overcome what they experience in the natural world. And he rules as king. Oh, goodness. Come on, Holy Ghost. He rules as king in that realm and in that dimension. So how do we walk in truth? Uh, Nobody wants to live a lie. Nobody wants to be deceived. We want to live the real reality. Isn't it interesting that in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and uh, Eve fell, God asked them the question, uh, where are you? And he said, well, we were afraid, so we hid. And what was God's response? Who told you that? What's he asking them? Um, he's asking them, where are you deriving your reality? Because it's not me. I never told you that. Adam, because of the fall, was now deriving out of his own conscience, out of his own mind, out of his own knowledge of good and evil, what his situation was. We are not created to self-derive as branches. Branches ought to be deriving from truth and from spirit. And yet we still fight that today. So walking in the truth, we do it with a renewed mind, walking by faith, not by what we see and feel, redeeming spiritual disciplines from a new covenant perspective. We talked about things like prayer and fasting and meditation on the truth. And then number four, abiding. This is where we left off last week. At Grace Church, we define a disciple of Jesus as someone who abides in him, then uh, that creates a deep desire to walk in his ways. Okay, so abide is living connected to Christ throughout the day. Amen, somebody. We're going to live connected. That's what it means to abide in him. Creates a deep desire to walk in his ways. That means we're getting our identity from him. We're starting to look like him. And then uh, 
the byproduct of that is that we do His works. We're in partnership with Him, and the works of the Lord are manifest in and through us. Uh, so in abiding, I want to talk about another way to say that is you enjoy your oneness with Christ. That helps you, number two, to become like Christ. And then number three, helps you to carry on the work of Christ in partnership with Him. One of my favorites is abiding is know Him, ways is show Him, and works is sow Him. Know Him, show Him. In other words, He starts expressing His life. People start looking at you and you look like Him. And then we sow Him into other people. Um, I mentioned this last week from a new covenant perspective. Abiding is simply living in the reality of your already existing oneness with Christ. And let me add this, your oneness with each other. If you're born again, you're born of the Spirit, you're already one with each other. So you don't have to wait till heaven to get along. Heaven has come to you. Amen? What is over there has come over here. So we have an existing oneness with Christ. That's what we're participating with. Your connection with Him is already done. Jesus reconciled you. 2 Corinthians 5.18 says, All things are of God who reconciled you to Himself through Jesus Christ. Reconcile just means to make one or consolidate into one. Uh, Abiding is sitting with Jesus in His Word. That's one of the things it can look like. Uh, sitting with Jesus in worship is by abiding because you're just living the reality of your connection with Him. Uh, sitting with Jesus in prayer, connection, uh, looks like consistent receiving. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is receptivity and participation with what God's already provided. You were saved by grace, that's God's ability, through your faith that's your receptivity to what's available to you so now as a born-again christian you're living from deriving to deriving receiving to receiving from faith to faith so that's what abiding is is just participation with what he's the life that he's already provided how about this one abiding is giving thanks you want a practical tool for abiding in the lord learn to give thanks You young people that have a test, you know, coming up 10 o'clock tomorrow, before you go in there, simply say this, Lord, I thank you for this test. I thank you. Bless you. I thank you for what the test I'm about to take. And I'm going to look for you in this classroom. I don't want to take this test apart from you. Some of you adults, if you have a business meeting, abiding would simply be, Lord, I thank you for this business meeting I have at 10 a.m. Now, you may not in your flesh be looking forward to it, but you're going to it. So don't do it without him. Lord, I thank you. I'm telling you, thanksgiving, a grateful heart is a huge way to connect you to the reality that Christ is with you and in you. And that, Lord, I dare not go into this meeting apart from you. Didn't Jesus say what abiding was? Apart from me, you can do nothing. So don't do anything apart from me. Do it in the reality of my presence. I really believe that getting the whole body of Grace Church abiding and living connected to Christ daily through a new covenant lens, a new covenant relationship is priority, top priority for the Lord, Jesus Christ, who's the real chief shepherd of this house 
He wants all of us living the reality of our connection with Him, to include Him. Go back to Ed's prophetic word. The Lord was with him. The Lord was in him. But Ed was distracted with the world. Go back to Ephesians 5.8, which says, You once were darkness, but now you're light. That word is phos in the Greek. P-H-O-S is where we get phosphorus. Bright. Okay? So you're this bright light. So don't live like the world. Redeem the time. What we're working on is that the amount of time you're living in awareness of your love relationship with Christ is growing every day. Every day I'm spending more time living the truth about who He is and who I am together with Him than I am distracted by the world. Amen. I'm going to ask Brother Josh Kirkus if he would come. I want Josh to share a little bit of how abiding has changed his life. Give Josh a hand. He's a great brother. I'll come down there with you. Okay. Yeah, I like down here better. Hi, guys. How has abiding affected Josh? Well, um, man, if you want the real scoop, you better ask my family. But I'll dress <laughs> hey, it up fair. real good that's... for you. Um, Can they rebuke anything that you say? They'll just say that wasn't true. Yeah, just sound <laughs> off. It's all good. I mean, and, and that's the reality of it. Um, you know, there was a time when I couldn't stand here without trembling. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that wasn't very long ago. Yeah. But when you live in a, a community and you abide with the Lord, Amen. Um, he begins to to do what he does. So today, I'm I love it. Like mm-hmm. I'm not even nervous today, you know, because I've been with him. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing him with me. No fear. Yeah. yeah. Um. And man, just you know how I am. So you mm-hmm. interject, shut me off, or whatever. Okay. Because I'll go. Um, <laughs> well, you go, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. All right. Well, <laughs> um, there's some things on my heart that I really want to tell you guys. And first of all, um, you know, let me get out of your way there. You scan the audience. No, it's because I want to. I want to know every person in this room. There was a time when I tried to hide, hmm. you know, and no, that ain't happening no more. And Amen. I, so I, I want you to know that I, I need you. You know, there. Come on, Josh. Amen. There are teachers in this room. There are Amen. preachers. There are pastors. There are um, every all across the board. All the gifts. You're the gifts. Amen. I'm the gift, Amen. you know, um, That's right. and we need each other. And man, I, I about fell down a while ago when you started talking about, um, uh, I'm sorry, Christie's word, the, the table. Yeah, uh-huh. man, I'm going to read something when I get done with you guys, this, that is just the same vein. It's the same thing. Huh. And, um, Amen. I'm just so blown away. I'm so thankful, Amen. you know? Um, Amen. yeah. Let me ask you this question. So we talked, you know, Thursday on the phone, abiding, living this reality of our connection. Mm -hmm. One of the things that you had even mentioned was it really prepares you for your day and how you treat your family. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about how (laughs) sitting with him and then living aware. Yeah. Just living aware. How's it, how's it affected things? I'll tell you what it's done. I used to wake up in the morning and there's times, I don't say this with pride, and this is the last time I'll go into my past, but there was a time when I didn't know, when I woke up, that was the worst part of my day. Hmm. And uh, I made people pay for it and anything in my way. Hmm. But, you know, that's dead and gone. Amen. I'm alive. I wake up. I put him on. Amen. Yeah, come on, y'all. Man, each one of us are going to be here holding this thing. This is just prep. 
You know, this, is our, pre- this is our family. This is what we're doing, and we're going to take it to the world. And I'll back up because you're good. the world and compassion, we're going to get on that if, if you give me time. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I know you're pressed. Hey. He said he was pressed for time. I was like, great. But the Lord knows what he's doing. No, but that table, yeah. the table, one of the things the Lord was saying is, yeah. I need you to have compassion for your neighborhood. I yes. need you to invite people to come. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to stay focused. Um, All right. Um, no, because the, the guys, this is practice. This is this is what it is, man. This is growth. Amen. I mean, you guys. I mean, like, man. Anyways, Amen. so uh, so in the mornings, man. Honestly, I get up and I usually go brush my teeth because I don't want the Lord to be offended. <laughs> but as soon as as soon as I do that, you know, most days and not every day because I abide. Right? Some days look different. I wake up late. Sometimes I'm, He tells me sleep. Yeah. You know, wake up refreshed and, you know, (laughs) so what I do is I I go in to the closet and I I give myself to him. Oh, man. You know, Mm. and. uh, And he meets you there. It's because he wanted me, Mm -hmm. you know. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's right. And if there's anybody, I don't know, usually we're about 99% or 99.5% family here. But if there's anybody that's here for the first time, Mm -hmm. would you just raise your hand? Amen. I love you. And I want you to know I'm glad you're here. Amen. Amen, Josh. I love you. And when I say that, it's like the Father. When I say that, I mean, after here, you want to go to lunch, we go. You know what I'm saying? We're friends. But also, don't worry. Amen. I can get weird, too, so. <laughs> yeah, who's buying? She said. Right. Yeah, everything I have is his. Um, Amen. So, really, that's you know, and it it, it takes different shapes because God is not uh, a God of uh, you know, He's not strict. He's not. He loves us. It's a, it's it's not a loving rigid, relationship. Not, right. So, um, really, in my time, I know you say. <laughs> Here's another thing. You know, you've said several times, like, it's not just go in there and be dark and, and oh, yeah, come, and out, come out chasing dragons, what he say? you know. <laughs> but I do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to tell you. That's okay. I have to shut the world off. And for me, I have to shut the lights off. And I have to have it pure dark. I put a towel there because I turn off everything. And for me, that's that's just what it does. So let me tell you, he's he's transferred that that into... How I walk through the day. Amen. Because look, okay, has anybody done the virtual reality glasses deals on vacation or something? Um, Is that not pretty trippy? <laughs> but think about this. When we put our eyes on him, we enter into, when y'all read that the words, when yeah, we abide. Reality. What is yeah. abiding? Worship, mm-hmm. um, breathing him basically, but, yeah. but, uh, fellowship. Right. Connection. Uh, Eating, Worship, eating, prayer, learning to study the Word of God, being right. with Him, uh, prayer, all these things will, uh, when we are doing that, does the thought ever cross your mind that you're going to kick some devil butt? <laughs> does the thought cross your mind like, do you, does He move on your heart to see people in your path and to see people that you deal with and like, does He stir your heart to love them better? Yeah, or to, amen. um, to go out of your, I mean, yeah. that's, we live that life. In our secret place. And then we come out to the light and we withdraw mm-hmm. and we go about our routines. Yeah. You know, but those things is fine if that's if that's fine, because it's a step to step to step. Right. He is not in a hurry. He's building something. Come on. And when man. he Amen. builds something, Amen. And he builds your life. Amen. He's not. I mean, he's not going to cut corners. 
Um, thank goodness. It's a process. Yes. It's absolutely so a process. So when, when we, we are who we are in that moment with him, when, when we're in our praise, I mean, I was... The other day I'm cutting vegetables and all of a sudden I start doing this dance. I mean, <laughs> like that. And then I'll stop and I'm like, <laughs> but that's who we are. And that's, I mean, that's his fruit. That's his love. That's his everything pouring out of us. Yeah, his grace. He was animating you. Yes. His yeah. life within was animating you. Yeah, yeah invigoration, right. man. It's, just, it's invigorating. <laughs> Whatever you're doing at the moment doesn't really matter. Um, but, uh, uh, Whenever we, we if, you know, when we're trying to go back out into the world and we don't want to lose that, I just, you know, he's given me that mm-hmm. where I put that mask on and I remain in his spirit and I, I look around That's the world good. and I walk slower. That's I so don't good. run through the day anymore. I, I stop and I'm looking at people and I'm looking to see if somebody's going to look back at me if they need yeah. love. If they're looking. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Hey, yeah, yeah. you know, Ron, Ron tells stories. And when Ron tells stories, they're not just Ron's stories, they're the Lord's stories. And when the Lord tells a story, he's telling it because he wants to do the same thing to you and to others. Because his story, his testimony is prophecy. It's what's coming to pass. So when someone tells a story, open your eyes, pick up your eyes because it's coming. So Ron loved a man that was unlovable. He was at a preacher's conference. And I hate to tell your story, but it it comes in here. (laughs) Is it okay? Okay. So... You've told me it's okay. I remember. So there was an, a man that didn't know why he was at this pastor's conference. Mm-hmm. Ron went to it. He didn't know why he was there. He spotted a gentleman across the room. The gentleman was deathly sick. You could mm-hmm. tell he was pale. He was way out. wasn't even. He, I think he was dressed really dark. And I mean, mm-hmm. he did. He was out of the, not in his place. But yeah. Ron went up to him and Ron said, "I love you." And grabbed him and gave him a kiss on the neck. Mm-hmm. This guy turned right to him. Man, I, why did, I should have called you up here. To tell <laughs> it's good. So far, so good. The guy turned right to him and he said, are you God? Mm. And the guy was broken mm. and he weeped. Well, that gentleman was dying and he was dying of AIDS. Mm-hmm. And he was confused. He was gender whatever I think yeah. it was. Uh, something was going on. Yeah. A transgender Mormon with full blown mm-hmm. AIDS. And God told this guy to go to that conference that he would see him there. Oh my gosh. Wow. And when Ron kissed this man, God kissed him. Yeah. Amen. And that's why we're here. That's, there's no other reason. That's why he pulled you out because he kissed you. That's why you're here. That's the Amen. only reason. That's the only reason I'm here is because he kissed me. Amen. He loved me yeah. when I was broken, when I was in the drug house, addicted. 20-something years ago, he kissed me. Mm-hmm. And he's never left me. Mm-hmm. So here's my story. 29th Street, I'm driving on the way. I woke up. I didn't get in the closet. I didn't turn the lights off. Yeah. I didn't abide. I didn't tell God everything that I love to tell him in the mornings and I didn't stop and I didn't listen. Why? Because I abide and it was okay. It's just those, that's a special time we have, but I got up refreshed. I just went into the, to the kitchen and I said, Lord, here am I. I love you. Just fill me with your love. And I would love to be somebody for you today. And I fixed the girls some omelets and I took Alexa (laughs) to school. And on the way I passed a guy that was stumbling 
and he was broken. I could see him. And so when I dropped her off and I came back, I said, hey, do you need a ride? And I mean, right when I said it, the Holy Spirit just pounded me. Mm. And he said, of course. No, man, I don't, I don't need a ride. And oh, oh, okay. And I drove off and the Holy Spirit's like, what are you doing? Did you need a ride when you were busted and broken? No, you don't care about a ride. Mm. He needed me. Amen. Yeah. And so I drove home and I said, Lord, I'm going back. I went and I got my truck and I came back yeah. in case I was ended up gone so I could leave the car for Letty to take her other daughter to school. Yeah. And I got back to him and he had suitcases on the side of the road. He was almost getting hit by a couple of cars. And I pulled over and I come running across the street and he saw me and he jumped back. He was scared. And I said, stop. I said, I love you. And uh, he just stopped and looked at me and he, he didn't know what to do. And I said, I can see that everything's not okay. And I want you to know that I love you. And this guy just broke mm. and I grabbed him up and I held wow. him so tight and he weeped and weeped and weeped and said, I was going to kill myself today. Mm. And, you know, that stuff right there, man, that's what we live for. And yeah. so that's what abiding does. Abiding is where we're full of him and not ourselves. Come on. Because when I was full of Josh, it was offering him a ride. Yeah. When I was full, when I, when I reset and I offered him Christ, life happened. Yeah. Something happened there. What I, what I'm tying to is the, you use the VR. Yeah. And that's what Ron had on because he didn't know why he was at the conference either. Right. But it's the lens he's looking through. It's Christ. It's the lens you were looking through with the man on the yes. side of the road. Would you just pray for us that we participate with yes. him? We want to see what he sees. Mm-hmm. We want to hear. I mean, he's mm-hmm. in here. So mm-hmm. we have his perspective. Yes. And so. we, yes. Father, I thank you. I just thank you so much for today's exposure, Lord. Yes, I hope Lord. that I represent thank you, you well, Lord. Because we're all family, and I just yes, invite Lord. you, Lord, to work on our hearts. To We're just open to you in this moment. So this is a special moment, Lord, mm-hmm. that I just ask you just to quicken everyone's spirits to the realities that they are priests of the kingdom of God, Lord. That they, yes, um, so that they see themselves, Lord, as fit, able ministers of a new covenant because you have done it. Amen. And, Lord, <laughs> that you would just relax them. Mm-hmm. Feed them, nourish them, supply them, Lord, and give them a new lens today. Wow. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus', Jesus name. name. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Oh. You did great. So much. You did great. Yeah. Okay. That was awesome, Josh. Who else wants to go to lunch with Josh today? <laughs> the Mormons sign them up. <laughs> Bunch of us are going to Los Aztecas if anybody else wants to grab a huge table <laughs> next to us. Wasn't that powerful? So I'm going to give you Bible drill here in just a second. I'm going to give you a bunch of scripture. But before I do, remember last week I introduced these words to you. Zoe is the Greek word for life used multiple times in Scripture. It means God's self-existent life. What that means is God doesn't need to derive anything He is from another. He can produce life and source life out of Himself. 
You and I are not capable of that. We are branches. We are therefore derivative beings. We derive life from another. The rich, abundant, divine life and nature of God Himself. Notice that. Divine, abundant life. It is the nature of God Himself. I believe it's Second Peter 1, right? We're partakers of His divine nature. Zoe is the fullness of His love, joy, power, and ability. He literally is our vine. He is our life. And then the verb, very similar to zoe, is zoopeo. It means to make what is dead alive, to quicken or cause to live, to animate, to empower with divine life. What was it, Josh, you said you were doing when you started dancing? He was doing dishes or something like that. Chopping vegetables. And the life of Christ animates us empowers us with divine life. It's God's life infused to the believer. So when I wake up this morning, my eyes are barely open. I hear him say, your spirit is life. Now that's Romans 8.10. That's a direct quote from Scripture. Your spirit is life. And then your soul and body are being lifed. So the Zoe is this well, this life within you when you got born again. He who has the Son has the life. It's not separate from Christ. It is Christ. John fourteen six. He said, I am the way, the truth, and I am the Zoe. I am the divine nature of God Himself. So God wanted this nature living in all His sons and daughters, all His offspring. So He took the life, put it in His Son, and His Son didn't hoard it. Jesus Christ died on the cross, cleansed you of all sin, and then to those who would receive Him, receive the same life. Sons and daughters of God. That's why we talk about don't wait until heaven to be a nice person, to be who you are, to love well. Nobody in heaven needs your help. They're all here. And that's what Josh was pointing out with Ron's story, Josh's story. Uh, His life is in us. He wants to express Himself and empower us with his life. Now, all that's super important because of this. Look at John chapter 1, verse 4. Everybody understand John 1 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He. Everybody say He. he. Okay, he's not talking about a book, he's talking about a person. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and then he says in verse 4, in him was Life, Zoe. And the life was the light of men. The word light there, I mentioned it earlier, is phos. P-H-O-S. Where we get the word phosphorus. Now here's what it means if you Bible hub it and you eat the scripture, which just means like Stephen was saying, or you dig out some meaning, some truth out of it. The word phos is uh, the Zoe life animates us and it is the manifestation of God's divine life in the believer. The manifestation of divine illumination. It's possible because you possess God's life that when they see you, they can now see Him. Religion can't do that for you. Christianity is not imitating God or imitating Christ. It's actually the indwelling of Christ that He might express Himself in and through us. Okay, so that's John chapter 1, verse 4. Look at John 4, 14. The woman at the well. Jesus says, Whoever drinks of the water that I'll give will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become, what's it say? In him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting zoe. 
Now the word well here or uh, fountain in this particular translation is the Greek word pege. It's P-E-G-E. It means fountain, spring, or a flow that comes from a source or supply. So the water that I give is going to become in you a source, a resource, a supply. How about John 5, 26? Jesus says, For as the Father has Zoe life in Himself, He's granted the Son to have Zoe life in Himself. Before I get to this next one, He puts this river, this fountain, this wellspring of life in you so He can source you. Because we are derivative beings. So the only hope we have of not being overcome by the world is that we have a different source. And this is the victory that's overcome the world, even our faith. What is faith? Receiving. Where we're deriving all we are in truth and reality from Him, not from what's going on around us. So in John thirteen thirty four, Jesus said, A new command I give you, it's no longer love your neighbor as you love yourself. I want you to love each other just like I love you. What does that speak to you? What's he saying? I want to be the source of how you love people. Anybody, Matthew 5, can love those that give you love to love them with. But I want you to love people who don't give you love. And we'll put our Father on display. Remember when he told Pilate, I'm here to bear witness of unseen realities. Told Nicodemus, the wind blows where it wishes. You can't see the wind, but you can see the effects of it. So it is with those born of the Spirit. You can see the reality of God inside of a human being being expressed through us. How about this one? Forgive, Paul said, just as Christ forgave you. What does that speak to us? That He's our source for forgiveness. We're, we're giving forgiveness out of that which we've received. Stacy said years ago, she said, we treat forgiveness like it's for saleness. <laughs> Remember that? Like, yeah, I'll forgive you if you meet all the criteria. That's for saleness. Forgiveness is I've got a river, a fountain. I've got life on the inside of me. So I don't need you to do something. The power to forgive doesn't come from your apology. It comes from Christ, the fountain in me. Because as a branch, I'm deriving life from Him, not from your apology, your regret, your shame, or even your gloating if you didn't care that you hurt me. Does that make sense, guys? Look at John six thirty two. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven. My Father gives you the true bread from heaven. I'll show you the word bread here in a moment. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and does what? Gives life. What do you think that word is in the Greek? Zoe. Jesus didn't come to start a religion. He didn't come for a holiday called Christmas. Jesus came not even to make bad people into church people. He came to make dead human beings into live ones. Alive with the life of God. Amen. Alive with the very life you don't lack for anything. You don't lack for anything. You have His life in you. Yeah, but I need healing. Well, the healer's in you. But I need a blessing. The blesser is in you. You lack for nothing. 
Everything you have need of. Jesus said in Matthew 16, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to give you access, that's what keys do, to the spirit of the living God. And you will not be overthrown. You will not be overcome because you have a different source. Verse 34, and they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of Zoe. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes on me shall never thirst. That looks familiar. Amen. That's what he said earlier. So the word um, artos, A-R-T-O-S is bread. It means divine provision, divine supply given to yielded believers to live God's will. That's what bread means here. Peter, when we talked about the father, Peter is one who possesses and imparts Zoe. So the father has the life. He saw fit to give the son the life. Okay, listen to this. Peter means uh, bringing into being or reality the potential for likeness. Likeness is possible because of Peter, your heavenly father, who passed his DNA to his well-pleasing son, Jesus Christ, who then died on the cross so you would be clean and you could receive the spirit of life as well. First John 5, 11, he who has the son, this is the testimony. He who has the son has the life. He who has not the son has not the life because the life is in his son. When we take communion here and we offer it, you know, every Sunday you can slip over there during worship if you want to take communion. It just comes from community or common union. So eating his flesh and drinking his blood, is that naturally discerned or spiritually discerned? Spiritually discerned. Now, they thought in John 6 he was crazy and they all left. Remember that? But what did he say in verse 63? After they left, he said, guys, my words are spirit. You're thinking like fallen human beings. I'm not talking about cannibalism. I'm talking about you have to receive me and whoever receives me has life. Whoever receives me lives in me and I live in him. That's the new birth. I mean, my goodness. Church membership can't do that for you. It's dead. Religion is dead. Christ is life. I'll show it to you in Scripture and then I'll wrap up because I've been going too long these days. John 6, 53. Jesus said to them, we're still in John 6. Okay, we started with, let me recap, John 1, 4, John 4, 14, John 5, 26, John 6, 32 to 35. This is John 6, 53. Jesus said to them, truly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have what? No life in you. When you take communion, you're celebrating symbolically the life of Jesus is inside of you. You have the divine nature of God, the DNA, divine nature, the Almighty. He lives in you. You're not a victim. You're a victor in this world. You're a victor. The world didn't give you life. It can't take it from you. The world didn't give you joy. It can't take it from you. The world didn't give you peace. It can't take it from you. We are more than conquerors through His love. We are overcomers in Christ. If you don't eat and drink of me, no life in you, that's Zoe. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal Life. Now, see, Zoe, he uses the word eternal here, but it's not even a duration of life. It's a quality. It's a type of life you possess that will carry you through to eternity because it never ends. But it starts, well, if it's eternal, it was here before you got here. 
<laughs> Here's the life of God like a jet stream. And when you got born again, you got placed in it. And that life is placed in you. That's what happened to you. For my flesh is food indeed. My blood is drink indeed. Look at this. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. He's talking about oneness. As the living father sent me and I live because of the father. That's Peter. Living father is Zeo, the possessor and originator of divine life. I live because of the father. Whoever feeds on me will live because of me. So this is your daily walk. You're going to be deriving, abiding in Him, practicing His presence, thanking Him for your meeting, thanking Him for your next thing. Whatever is in front of you, you're participating. You're doing life with Christ's life. Does that make sense? Christ, and put this in your notes, it'll help you. Christ is our life. We are new. Josh Kirkus is a different person. The, the gentleman Josh that came up here and shared, if you're new. He's a different person than he used to be. What happened to him? Oh, he found religion. No, he didn't. Oh, he joined a church. No, he didn't. He got lifed. He, he got life he had not possessed before. That's what it is to be a Christian. <laughs> I got Christed. I got lifed. All right, and here's this one. John 6, 63. It's the Spirit who gives life. That's the word agot, or, uh, zoopeo. He gives you life. So you've got the fountain. As you participate and abide with Him, He's lifing you, your soul and your body. Your thoughts are different. Your body expression is different. None of this. Okay? It's more like this, or how can I help you? He's animating you from within. You have the life, and then he zoop aos you from the life within you. He's supplying you life and animation. The words that I speak to you are spirit, guys. They are life. Peter missed this one too, because remember when he said, hey, you guys have received power, man. You're going to receive power. And Peter whipped out his sword and cut somebody's ear off. Why? Because he interpreted Christ from a natural human perspective. And Jesus' words are spirit. He spoke spirit, not English. (laughs) That's why you can memorize the whole Bible. But if you do not have the spirit of Christ, Romans 8, 9, you do not belong to him. Romans 8 and 9. And so when you're sitting in the Bible, man, make sure he's sitting with you. <laughs> he wrote it. Let him teach you. You can, you, abiding is not limited to reading the Bible. Because the only life in that letter is the life of the son who wrote it. Scott, you guys can come. I hope, I'm sorry. I've, went along again. (laughs) I want to talk to you about faith. So next week, I want to talk to you about faith. (laughs) Josh, don't you apologize, Josh. You were a home run today. Am I right? I mean, what a, that was so powerful. That was powerful. Stand with me. Faith to faith, guys. Deriving to deriving. Receiving to receive. You know what faith means? It means to rely on. 
Be dependent upon. Trust completely in. But as a branch, we have to have a life supply that we're deriving from. And He is your life. He's in you. Let Him light your face. Let Him animate your hands. Let Him, let him live Himself through you. It's the greatest... It's the greatest story this world has ever heard and it's the story they need to hear. Amen? Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here this morning, you've never been lifed by Jesus. You've never received Him by the Spirit into your heart. And you say, Brother Steve, I'm just cut to the quick today. I want to know Him. I want the life of the Son to be my life inside me. If that's you, just slip your hand up and say, pray for me. Anybody. I want to know Christ. I want to be lifed by the Son. Anybody. Boy, I encourage you. If you're, if he's tugging on your heart and you just don't want to raise your hand, get with Josh. He'll be in the altars when we're done. Uh, get with him. Let him pray for you. As far as the gathered church, Father, I thank you this morning for those that do know you. I pray that you continue to grow us towards Christ as our life. And that, Lord, anything we try to do, anything independent of you, no matter how good it may look, is nothing compared to what we derive from you. So, Lord, I just bless each and every family, every individual, Lord, every Christ follower in this room. Holy Spirit, remind us you are our life. We ask it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, give Him praise this morning. I want to say this. We're going we're gonna to sing this song. Worship together.